The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, the episode where Jason gets a little emotional. My name is Jason. That's Kevin. Kevin, what's up, buddy? You know, I did my taxes last weekend. And I was I was so expecting usually my tax returns like three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks, like just enough to buy something fun, you know, a new new video games or uh, whatever, something like that. I'll treat myself to. So uh, we did our taxes, and I was just like the whole time I'm like thinking of all the. It's like the morning before the night before Christmas. I'm just thinking about what I'm gonna do with this, you know, a little bit of spending cash. My tax return was twenty seven dollars. That's yeah. So what what what? I'm confused because I okay. A couple things. <laughs> Canada. I thought Canada. that the thing. I didn't think you guys got tax returns. I thought you guys had a simplified version up there that sounded awesome to where you don't have to do paperwork. I thought that it, the government just kind of makes you verify that their the information they have is correct. Um. And I so I didn't think you guys got tax returns. Yeah, we you, I didn't think you had to file sorta, taxes. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. We submit our taxes. So I, we went to a tax guy and it took him like 20 minutes, and he took it, my RSPs and my income, and uh, I have some stocks and stuff like that. And he accounted for all of that, and then um, told me, "Oh yeah, you're gonna get $27 back." And it took like 30 minutes. I don't know what that is like. So the, here the, we the, have to like fill out paperwork on top of it. You can go to a guy and do it, but you, you have to fill out like all kinds of stuff. And the thing is though, the government already know that like you're filling this paperwork out and you're sending it to them so they can check if you're lying to them. <laughs> so, cause they, cause they have the answers right there. So if they happen to come across yours and the numbers they have don't match yours, then you get what's called an audit. And it, that, that supposedly sucks. I haven't had a tax return, a uh, refund. And God, man, so long. I always set my stuff to where I'm actually uh, to where I owe because I'd rather have my. I don't like the idea of giving the government a free loan that I don't get anything out of. Um, so mm-hmm. I always had this year though, man. We sold two houses and we owed. I think it was nineteen grand. Oh yeah, you have to pay that back all at once. Or yeah, you had like to pay. It, we had to pay it when the uh, we we file our taxes. Oh, 19 I think it was 19 might have been 18 but it, it was something what if you didn't have grand. 19 grand what's that what if you, what if you just didn't have that money oh so we did because we sold the houses and we had the money from it right but that's I think the government uh that's a better scenario for them because then they do what the, you either go to jail if you if you don't pay it and you just ignore it or you can set up what they call a payment plan where you're paying the government extra money because you didn't give them enough of your money so and, and but the thing is though the people that can't afford to pay their taxes they're usually on a lower income bracket and they don't have extra money to be paying that so it's something that it, it goes on forever so you never get out of that debt and you constantly have this money you have to pay and it's to the government so you don't you don't it's not like a thing to where you can ignore the calls from the credit card company and not pay that this is to the government they will put you in a cage and i don't mean to sound like a libertarian because i think those guys are idiots but 
it's just it, it, taxes are ridiculous here in America, and we don't get, it, we don't it, even get anything for it like you guys get up there. You guys get free health care and stuff, and the and the child care and everything. You guys, it, you guys have you guys have a good reason to pay taxes. We take our taxes and we fund billionaires that are down on their luck and ignore starving children. America's so screwed up, man. And then go and buy Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> then go and buy Twitter. Yeah, it's it's, it's so crazy. Um, I don't want to talk um, about this anymore. <laughs> I just I just the last thing I wanted to say, and I I've seen this before, but it, it what you're saying is really a hammer saw that it it's the government is saying, hey, you owe us money. And then you say, well, how much money do I owe you, government? And the government says, no, no, you got to figure that out. And then you say, but what if I get it wrong? And then the government says, well, then you go to jail. Like like any other situation, that wouldn't make any sense. That that the, the government would get involved in arrest, you know, if your credit card company was saying that to you. But uh, no, uh, it's, not, it's not like that. But, it's not like that. Um, they can be like that, but it's not. They give you ample time and ample opportunity to settle that debt or set up a payment program because they want you to. I mean, that's more money for them. That's that they don't have to, you know, do anything for except exist. Um, so I guarantee because I've had I had a situation one time um, where I did my taxes and like I said I set up to where I always owe, um, but I did them and I didn't take something into account and I had and I owed like an extra seven hundred bucks one year and. Um, all they did was send me a letter, and I called them, and they said, "Hey, we checked your we checked your taxes against uh, what we the information we know and we have, which I don't understand why they just don't use that." But yeah. and you were wrong, um, and you owe us this much money. And I said, oh, "Okay." Um, fortunately, I've always been in the position where I can pay that stuff, you know. But I I I can't even imagine how stressful it must be to be a person that's like I I can't pay that much money, like. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, it sucks, uh, man. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you guys get that sweet military budget out of it. Though, we do, so. we do, and we uh, get to we get to feed we get to help you Ukrainian people instead of feeding children here in America. It's anyhow. Let's let's move on, Kevin. Tonight we are covering second to last song. In second, I can't believe we spent the second to last episode talking about taxes. It's all right. I mean, uh, come on. Like I'm almost, I almost want to just re-record this episode right now, but. <laughs> I don't have that mental capacity to do that. Um, so thanks for listening to us talk. This this has been Tax Talk with Kevin and Jason. Uh, but now we're going to get back to Alpha Bravo Charlie. And uh, Jason, we're doing a song, uh, the second song of the night, uh, in the for or for listeners in the past two weeks, from the album Wilco the Album. Uh, it's, it's interesting that they only have a few songs that start with the letter Y. Four songs, exactly. Two of them are from the same album and they're like right next to each other on the track listing. Uh, but we're doing You Never Know. You, you, you never know. <laughs> the classic Alanis Morissette song from night from Jagged Little Pill. What year was that? Probably 95? 95-ish. Yeah, it was 94. 94 is the year of all good music, but 95 had good music like that. I liked Alanis Morissette. I miss when like a, a, a album that popular could also like be pretty good right yeah, like yeah. like uh um uh and just uh like an album that defines an era and it's like yeah it's actually a pretty good album yeah um uh i miss those days i don't know M- maybe that maybe olivia rodrigo and uh um who else is popular these days harry styles maybe they're pulling out taylor swift's albums, 1989 that 
was an album that was super popular and I think super good. I think Taylor yeah. Swift's 1989 album was really good. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I need to dig into her um, folklore and uh, I've been the one to do that did, too. Did with the guy with the national, because um, um, I'm trying to be a music snob, but uh, every time I hear from her, it just hits me, it hits me in a spot where maybe only Alanis had previously hit me. So, um, but tonight we're doing "You Never Know" from uh, Wilco the album. Uh, and this is, um, I don't know. I always think of it as kind of being the single from the record. This was the, the, the catchy pop song off the album or the commercial pop song, I guess. Uh, um, and yeah, uh, yes, I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's a good song. Every song, every song I, we had tonight besides Woodgrain is a song that I thoroughly enjoy. So, yeah. Um, all right, guys, if you're going to go to abcwilco.com, find all the ways to support the show. You can uh, leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or give us a follow on Spotify. I remember well, what I wanted yeah. to talk about at the beginning of this episode that wasn't taxes. I'll talk about it after we listen to this song. Straight up Billy Joel right here, man. That's, I love that part, I, opening. Oh, with the drums? Oh, every, everything about it. Like yeah. It's all just yeah. so good together. Yeah, this is the uh, one of Jeff's maybe ca- catchier melodies. Like, I find that every time I hear the song, the next day I'm singing it to myself. So we got uh, Jeff on acoustic 12 string, uh, John on bass and background, background vocals, Nels on electric guitar and lap steel. Keep an ear up for that lap steel, Jason. Pat on piano, backing vocals, and acoustic guitar. Michael on organ, and Glenn on drums and percussion. Okay, so that Nashville tuning that you were talking about on the previous episode? Yeah. Okay, so are they doing that here, but with pianos? Because you mentioned one piano being played. Um, or are they playing two different? Because what it sounds like is they somehow might want the side the sides of the uh, piano independently I don't know how they would do that but so you can you, generally you would if you're especially in the studio mic a piano with multiple mics and you can mic it in stereo so the lower side would be one side of your speakers and the higher side would be well that's what's happening uh, here the okay that, that yeah. sounds like that's what's happening here then. yeah because it's like a drum set right like any big instrument like that you can uh, um, mic like that um, every generation thinks it's the end of the world. I always think about that uh, when people are talking about, um, oh, this is the you know the war in the Ukraine or, or Donald Trump being elected or uh, when people are talking about this is the, or COVID, this is the end of the world. Um, I think about that line because it's true. Like if you were you know growing up in the Cold War, you probably also thought it was the end of the world. So. Um, when I try to be keep myself feeling optimistic, yeah, I think back to this song. Oh, whoa! Is that a theremin? Uh, no, that's a lap steel. No way. Uh, and Nels's lap steel in this song is so flagrantly. Uh, and obviously, uh, tribute to George Harrison. Yeah. And even the song in general kind of sounds pretty George Harrison-esque, but 
uh, the lead parts we're gonna hear more of it coming up here sound very much like george's post beatles uh out right there that guitar right there yeah. sounds just like the guitar from something you know uh yeah or or uh, my sweet lord my, yeah um yeah so um yeah this uh, i remember listening to the song for the first time being like oh my god this sounds like george harrison's in the studio with them so i've never listened to this song in stereo i mean headphones either um apparently because i'm noticing all kinds of stuff right now and whenever nels is doing something like the lap steel or the guitar there it sounds like somehow they mixed it to where it sounds like geez very specifically you can see me on camera so you know what i'm talking about like right yeah. here like he's back behind me a ways like that's the way it, it, the mix is playing through my ears right now hmm. that's cool um, I, don't, I don't i don't know how they do that but that, that's so awesome uh yeah you uh usually that's um reverb too can sort of place things in the mix closer far away from you um and then panning puts it left or right ears um yeah, this song, I don't know, to me, was as always felt like a tribute to George Harrison. There's some, totally, all I the can, lead guitar lines in the song. Yeah. yeah. And, and and respectfully so, like, they didn't lift any lines directly from George, but whatever that combination of notes, and then George played a lot of slide guitar, uh, especially in his post-Beatles career, and that uh, uh, playing it on the lap steel kind of um, gives it that sound. Yeah. Um, Jason, I, I got a story to tell you, though, tell that, me. that's connected to this album. So one thing that has always frustrated me doing this podcast for 200 episodes yeah. is for there are a number of albums in the Wilco catalog that we do not have personal personnel listings. You've mentioned so we don't know times. who played what. Uh, and I've complained about this the whole time. So the more recent Wilco albums never do. Ode to Joy, Schmilko, Star Wars um, don't. I believe The Whole Love does. Sky Blue Sky does. But Wilco, the album, uh, never had... So you go on the Wilco's website, it doesn't have it listed. Um, and then today, we're doing research, or I'm doing research for this um, song. And I um, there's a uh, ver another version of the song. Um, and I was trying to see if the person who plays on the alternate version of the song plays on the studio version. Uh and I thought, okay, they don't have individual song listings, but maybe in the liner notes, they'll say like special guest so-and-so. So open up my record, which I haven't looked at in a long time. And it had a little line saying uh, that was basically, um, Wilco recorded this album with rock music instruments and other musical instruments. For more detailed uh, notes, please visit wilcoworld.net. Uh so I use this internet tool called the Wayback Machine, which captures uh, how internet pages looked on various dates in the past. So I went to 2009, and sure enough, Jason, slash listeners, if you go to Wilco World in 2009, you can pull up the track listing or the 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 the, the personnel, the instrument instrumental credits for Wilco the album, which I went through every song on this record except for the last two. Uh, without knowing, so we can uh, that's how we know that Jeff played 12 string guitar, Nels played lap steel, etc. etc. So that would have been really good when we were doing like solitaire. And I was like, I don't have much to say about this song. And we could go in and and look that you know, Glenn was credited with playing drums, percussion, and gunpowder. Uh, I don't know what gunpowder is if he's they're talking about like actual like gunpowder or 
or uh, that Pat played a Mellotron uh, Celeste on that song. That you know that would have been good details to know. But I only realized that the night before our final or the night of our final recording session. So uh, I felt like listeners, a big dumb dumb. Listeners, how fortunate are all of us to have a co-host like Kevin that will go that deep to give us info that is never going to serve us anywhere in our lives. It's just interesting to know. How great is it that we have a buddy like that, that he that he just, that was some, that was some deep searching right there, man. I mean, you went I crazy. Went, I'm a, I went to the far corners of the Wilco internet You're to like, find us. You're like, I want a picture of you in front of a board like, they, like Charlie with the, all the stretch Charlie, Yeah, hats. where I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 want a, I want a picture of you doing that. I'm going to draw a picture of you as Charlie in that picture. Oh, uh, I, I will I will frame that photo. I will send that it to painting you. picture if you, you do that. So, um, yeah, I was uh, pretty excited to see that as a huge nerd, but pretty disappointed that I didn't connect the dots and look earlier. Uh, for instance, we missed a lot of like uh, you know interesting nuggets. Like for instance, remember "Unlikely Japan" the song? That's not John playing bass. That's uh, uh, Michael's friend Chris Gerard playing bass on that song, um, and it's just Jeff, Mike, uh, Glenn, and and Chris. So like. That would have been a, a source of conversation that you know we'll we'll never have that conversation uh, now. So so you know what we sh- you know what we should do, man, as a project. Re-record the entire. No, podcast. no, 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 not at all, not at all. But I think we should take that information, buy a website, buy a web domain, and post the Wilco the definitive Wilco liner notes about every song. Like it's just it's just the liner notes. So if if people want to have that, they they have that. Yeah, yeah, it could be cool. Um, uh, for now, you have to go to the Wayback Machine, find a version of the Wilco website from uh, 2009, after the album came out, uh, go to Records, uh, click um, Wilco the album, and then click Instrumentation Credits. It's a bit of a rigmarole, but you can't get there. Um, but at least, at least for you and I, and you never know, uh, we know who does what. Um, I have one more thing to say yeah, about the song, though. You deserve you to say whatever up. you want after doing all that homework. My God. <laughs> um, so there are two versions of the song, and I, 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 I almost thought about playing the other version, but they're so kind of similar. Like I think they're the same basic tracks with just a little bit of different overdubs. So kind of um, similar. So kind of <laughs> similar. Yeah, I know. Uh, hey, listen, it's late. I'm, I'm. I got one more episode to do, and then I don't have to speak again. <laughs> Besides our grand finale, so, um, but but people will burn me at stakes if I don't mention this. So, Jason, there's this album called Seven Worlds Collide, and if you're a big Wilco fan, it's worth seeking out because there was a lot of Wilco performances from various members of the band on there, and basically it was a collection put together by their friend Neil Finn. So Neil Finn invited uh, Wilco, he invited Johnny Marr, uh, he invited Ed O'Brien, uh, Johnny Marr from the Smiths, Ed O'Brien from Radiohead a bunch of other people uh, to New Zealand. And so they all came down with their family and, and uh, uh, families and um, spent some time. And that's where the recording sessions for Wilco, the album started from. Uh, so there's a version of, you never know from that release, seven worlds collide. Neil Finn, Jason is the guy he's now in Fleetwood Mac uh, since they replaced. Um, he was in Fleetwood, Lindsay Buckingham. Fleetwood Mac, right? 
you mean you I think he he's he's still in. Did he leave? I, no, no, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying like I thought you accidentally said he is now in Fleetwood Mac. I yeah, thought you meant like because Fleetwood Mac had a lineup change and they kicked out Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, I didn't. And know they that. replaced him with Mike Campbell from the Heartbreakers and uh, Neil Finn. So Neil, but Neil Finn had a major hit in the '80s, uh, probably a couple of hits, but the one I know is from his band Crowded House, uh, and it's uh, the song. I'm going to sing it for you, Jason. I might have already sung this on this podcast, but I'll sing it again. Hey now, hey now, don't breathe. It's over, over yeah. now. Yeah, it's that song. Yeah. So hey uh, if now, you go see Fleetwood hey Mac in concert, now. I'd be curious. That's if a good song. Sing that song. It is a great song. That's a great song, yeah. It's a very 80s song. Yeah. Like the production on it is like filled with chorus, which is like the most 80s uh, effect. Yeah. So he's friends with Wilco. So he plays on the alternate version, the Seven Worlds Collide version, but it's him and Wilco, uh, whereas um, the rest of that record has some songs that you know might feature Pat or Michael or maybe a couple members of the band. Um, and, Pat and, and Pat and John both have songs that they sing on that record. Um, so it's worth seeking out if you're a Wilco fan, but there is a, the earlier version of You Never Know. I believe this was released after the album, though, on Seven Worlds Collide. Um, but it's not too noticeably different than the studio version, than, than the album version, so we're not going to listen to it on this show. Also, we're still close to the end. I don't want to bring it and start doing alternate takes right now. I'm so tired. Kevin, you are so impressive, man. I, I just got to say, I, I'm so lucky to have you as a co-host. That's, that's... I impressed you one last time, Jason. Yeah, man. <laughs> one last time. All right, everybody. If you want to go to abcwoko.com, find all the ways to support the show. The most important is leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or giving to follow on the old Spotify. You can find Kevin, Mr. Impressive, um, on Instagram at Kevin Vinyl. You can find me, Mr. Unimpressive, on Instagram at Hess's Best. Uh, on the next episode, the um, Kevin, I'm about to say two hundo, two hundo, episode two hundo, the last episode of Alpha Rob, well, the last well, content related episode yeah. um, of Alpha Rob Charlie uh, will be you satellite. Until then, every little thing is going to tear you apart.